What up, everybody? We're coming back at you again with another epic episode of Summer Lunch Break. Today's guest is known for being one of the most progressive, humble, and appreciative riders in the sport, as well as for his insane style both on and off the water. He's been dropping jaws since the very beginning. It's Cross Bearden. For today's episode, we catch up with Cross in between work and school to hear his story of creating a name for himself within the wake world. Cross also shares with us all things Space Mob Crew, the magical place that is Valdosta Wake Compound, and what it was like being totally blindsided by the creation of his first ever pro model board. If you know Cross, you definitely know he does not leave the house without his trusty red bucket hat. But do you know why it's so special? The only way to find out is to hear it from the man himself. Let's bring him out. It's Cross Bearden. You know what I'm really scared about? is if the wakeboarders get too close to shore, they may use some people on the shore as, as bonking items. All righty. Cross Bearden, welcome to Summer Lunch Break. Sweet. Thanks for having me. I'm hyped to be here. We are so stoked that we got together and we're here to talk to you. We're gonna get started with the most important question of the day, and that's what you either had for lunch or what you're having for lunch. Uh, I just had a sick session at VWC for lunch in between some classes at my university. And actually I got, I'm heading back to school. So I'll just do the rest of the interview when I get there, but yeah, sick. Nice, very exciting. Lunch. I love that, I love that. All right, we're gonna start and just kind of get to know you a little bit so that myself and anyone who's watching uh, knows you better. So Sweet. first of all, where are you from? Eastern Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm from sorry. Eastern. No, you're good, you're good. But um, I'm from a really small town in central Georgia. It's called Eastman, Georgia but it's actually got a lot of weight history there. So my dad had to build a backyard rail park probably in 2004. And so I kind of always grew up around wakeboarding and it's actually not the worst place to be, even though it's a small town, it's a lot of stuff going on in, in the wake world. Nice. How old were you when you first started wakeboarding? So my first time ever wakeboarding, I was four years old. Oh, wow. And I don't think I wakeboarded again after that summer until I was like eight. It was just something I did one summer. And I was like that young. I was a little intimidated and scared. So I, I did it. And then I, I didn't really want to do it again. <laughs> and so I just would do it like every other summer or so until I got about 10 or 11. And I had a friend that would always go and ride with me named Cody. Yeah. And so that's kind of really when I got started around 11. But yeah, first time ever. I didn't know what I was doing. I actually rode my first time when I was four, left foot forward. And nice. I'm actually goofy. I'm goofy though. So I, I just had no idea what I was doing. Awesome. Well, it seems like it was a good enough experience to where you wanted to get back into it later. What was it like kind of jumping back in when you were a little bit older? Was it, you know, the intimidation factor was gone or were you ready to face that? Pretty much the intimidation factor was gone. It was just more like fun and less scary. I guess doing it with a friend, you know, you have someone to push you 
versus just being young and trying to do it by yourself and just a little intimidated. So, yeah, when I got about 11, that's really when I started, like, progressing, I'd say. Nice. Awesome. And what was, like, the first trick that you landed that you were like, oh, yeah, this is it? Backside 180s. They were the sickest. Nice. <laughs> I, I love doing backside 180s. My dad, whenever I first started, he'd pull me and my friend behind the jet ski. And so we, we'd, he'd make us, he'd let us ride for as long as we want and stuff, but he'd always make me pay my taxes is what he called it. So for the beginning, the first few summers, he'd always make me do a few laps switch around the, the lake, which I think was pretty good for me just to, you know, get more comfortable riding switch, trying ollies and eventually getting like 180s and stuff switch until it didn't feel so weird anymore. Very nice. Very nice. So were you primarily towed behind a jet ski or did you ever ride behind a boat? So I kind of rode behind a boat for a little bit right when I after between the jet ski stage and the cable stage, I rode a little bit of boat, did a few flips and some spins weight to weight, but never really got that hook it's always a fun thing for me to do but where I grew up in Eastman we didn't have a proper lake to wakeboard on behind the boat everything was kind of just smaller ponds so it it was more just jet ski riding until until we got the 2.0 and the 2.0 really changed the game yeah so kind of you know you're a cable rider so I'd like to know like why is cable superior to riding boats in my opinion, <laughs> it's just so accessible for everybody. You know, you don't have to have a super expensive boat. You don't have to put in the gas and get out to the lake. It's just, you know, you get a little, you get an hour free time in between classes and you can go out and take a few laps. I think that's pretty sick. Yeah, totally. I love that. So what cable park did you start riding at when you first started riding cable? So... When I first started riding cable, it was in 2011. Um, my dad sold the jet skis that we had. We had two jet skis yeah. and he ended up, we were looking at buying a boat and it just didn't make sense. So he actually purchased a 2.0 and it was in my backyard in the rail oh, park no that he had built way. the jet skis. So it was actually the best thing ever growing up. That is and so I believe rad. It is so rad. I believe it was actually <laughs> the first cable in Georgia as well. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. a little bit of history there. And the cable's still standing. Whenever I go home, you know, I can go ride and stuff. It's pretty sweet. Like, it's the best gig ever. Dude, that's rad. That's way cooler than, like, the jungle gym that my neighbor had in their backyard when I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So cool. Will you talk about how wakeboarding is super accessible for everybody? You know, you don't have to have a boat, like, cable riding. So, and wakeboarding's taking you a lot of places. What's the best place that it's taken you? Hmm. It's, it's hard for me to say, but it's between two places. So okay, I went to Brazil. Up. Brazil was probably the sickest place just because the vibe there was so sick and it was a little bit cheaper to live there. And all the people were just so sick at the cable park. I don't know. I love Brazil. It was a, it was a cool vibe, but Bad. this past summer I went to Germany and actually got to stay for like a month and a half. So oh. I guess that was probably the sickest trip just because I basically got to like get used to living in another place. Kind of. Yeah. I was only in Brazil for 10 days. So it was a really quick trip. 
-hmm. but yeah germany is the sickest just because they have so many cables so many riders everybody's so stoked to ride there it was it was pretty magical rad that's awesome well okay we know the best places is there a worst place that it's taken you hmm i don't know i've never really had a bad travel experience so they're always pretty sick for me good um i don't know yeah that's a i don't know maybe sometimes i've gotten pretty pretty bummed out just like if you go to a cable and it's super choppy or I don't oh, know yeah. but other than that like nah I pretty much enjoy everywhere good well I like the positivity how about okay instead of the worst what's the weirdest experience you've had on a trip for wakeboarding hmm the weirdest experience I have <laughs> Maybe I got a pretty gnarly concussion one time. That was really weird. Uh-oh, what I, happened? I was, <laughs> it was during 2014 free-for-all at Terminus, and it was just so packed and crowded there that day. And I, I ate shit in the pool gap <laughs> and totally, totally hit my head. Then I, I woke up, came to, realized I was laying down on the stairs. And so I just unstrapped, kind of threw my stuff in the water, swam to the shore, and I was really nauseous. So I kind of started to puke and Oof. the rest of the day, it was just kind of a wash. So yeah, that was Dude. probably the weirdest experience. Yeah, getting your brain rattled is no joke. Those things mess you up. Yeah, it was, it was gnarly. Dang. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're still here with us. So. Thank you. All thank right. you. We're going to move, we're going to shift gears a little bit and we're going to talk Space Mob because we can't not talk Space Mob today. Yeah, I so, see you repping the Space Mob sticker back there on the wall. That's we sweet. got it right there. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I want to, you know, I just want to know what does this group of riders and friends like mean to you? It's like family for me. I mean, there's all the guys are so innovative and they're just kind of they're really creative when they ride and it's always good vibes, good times, pushing each other, getting clips, filming, setting stuff up. It's really just a lifestyle. I feel like that's why everybody receives Space Mob so well and gets so hyped on it just because they feel the vibe, they feel the good times and, you know, it's creative riding, it's fun to watch. So I think it's sick and I feel like Space Mob's influenced a lot of people's riding as well. So it's really sick to see that. Totally. Yeah. You guys are awesome. You put out such cool content for everybody to see and you totally, you're so right. You guys give off such a good vibe. So that's really rad. Um, when did you kind of get in with that group and, and start riding with those guys and gals? See, I was probably, honestly, I really got into it when I moved to Valdosta. So after I graduated high school, I lived in my hometown for one year and did like a community college type deal mm -hmm. which was sick but i was super bummed that i couldn't always be down in valdosta because yeah. the guys were always up to something they were filming <laughs> they were shooting with bear i was always missing out on something so yeah, i finally talked my <laughs> yeah fomo for sure so i finally got to talk my parents into letting me move down here to valdosta and go to school and ever nice. since then it's just been the sickest was that talk with your parents was that hard were they hesitant it, or were they like oh, it was no. it was really hard I had to find a way <laughs> to like make it seem 
like I just wanted to come make it seem like I didn't just want to come to wakeboard so (laughs) I found out before before I moved down here I hadn't decided my major and I decided my major basically off the fact that Valdosta has one of the better business schools in Georgia so I told my parents I was like yo I want to be a business major like it makes so much sense for me to go there because they have the best <laughs> business school. And they were like, you know what? You're right. So then my mom went to like a few of the, the little meetings and stuff, meet and greet things without us. And she ended up liking all the people. And she was like, oh, okay, God. I think we, I think we can do it. I love that. So, I feel like, yeah. yeah, you're totally not alone in having to like convince your parents. Cause it's like, okay, I want to go wakeboard, but school. And yeah, so that's cool to hear that they were supportive and you got to go do that. So you're studying For business. Sure. Do you have a plan of what you're going to do with that? Wakeboard. If, I was going to say, if wakeboarding's the plan, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing business marketing. That's my field of study. So I feel like it goes pretty hand in hand with wakeboarding. So I don't know. I'm just going to kind of wing it and see where it takes me. I love and it. See if I can get in, get in a job somewhere. But as long as I can, I just want to wakeboard and travel. So that's, that's the plan after school. Hell yeah. Awesome. I want to touch one more thing on Space Mob before we move on. Who do you consider the glue that holds that group together? Who is that person? I would say the glue that holds everything together is Quinn. But I would say that the ring leader is definitely Wes. Wes is like the mastermind behind everything (laughs) without Quinn I don't know if Space Mob would be able to happen just because he you know he does so much with the park he has so many winch spots so basically we couldn't be what we are without Quinn I'd say I love it he does so much for everybody kind of puts everybody first and he really looks out for us and you know make sure we're all included make sure we all have spots to hit and he'll take us to spots that he's never even shredded and just let us shred them before him. You know, he's pretty selfless with everything. He's, he's the sickest. I, yes, we love Quinn. He's awesome. He actually was the one that was pushing me. He was like, dude, you got to talk to cross. You got to talk to cross. I was like, okay, I'll make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So that's point proven right there. He's always trying to put somebody on and help somebody out, you know? So he's the sickest. But Wes, you know, Wes is really motivated. He does a lot of the behind the scenes work. Mm -hmm. He's the one that's doing all the graphics, drawing all the cool stuff and really organizing everything. But yeah, Quinn's the glue for sure. Love that. Well, you've got some masterminds on your hands, so that's rad to hear. Okay, we're going to touch on shifting from Space Mob. We're going to touch on the coalition, the movie, the trilogy. What was filming that like? It was a blur, honestly. <laughs> it took so long to film. It was, I think, three years in the making. My so gosh. we started out the first trip for the movie, me, Quinn, Darius Neville, and Jesse Jarrett. We took a trip to Ohio for like two weeks mm-hmm. and we just winched everywhere. And it was the sickest because we really got some cool spots. And then after that trip, since we didn't have Wes and Cote with us and some others it it was just the rest of it was trying to find the squad trying to find the time and then making it happen so it was really not the most organized whenever we got the chance we just go pile in the car and go wherever to, to the nearest it. winch spot yeah I like it I like it well what was your favorite 
like in your part of the film, what was your favorite hit that you did? Definitely my favorite trick was in Ohio, there was a dam that we had pulled up to and there was the perfect down rail that was a tree that was laying yes. down the dam. And it was funny because whenever we started hitting it, we were talking to some of the people that were watching and they were like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy that you guys are here doing this right now because this dam is so old and it was scheduled for demolition like two weeks prior to the day we were riding it. So like it was honestly supposed to have already been destroyed, but something was held up with the city. And whenever Quinn found that spot on Google, he didn't see the tree. So it was just, just a there. miracle. Yeah, it worked out. It was perfect. I love that. That's so rad. Yeah, that was a pretty rad part. I remember we watched my shop. We watched it at the bar across the street. And yeah. when that shot came into view, everyone was like, oh, my God, the tree. Like, it was so, like, <laughs> hype in there. It was awesome. That was really rad. It was super sick. It was, it like, the best spot of it. It was a little sketchy, though, because the landing was probably six to eight inches deep and super rocky. And, yeah, it was it was a mission, but it worked out perfect. I was so hyped with it. Good, good. I'm glad. Okay, we're going to kind of shift talk about Valdosta, like yeah. Compound, PWC. Do you work there? Am I correct when I ask that? So partially in the summertime, down to help out if I'm out there, you know, operating and stuff. But yeah. so with my school schedule and stuff, I don't really have the time to be scheduled okay. out there like consistently. I also work at another spot in town here. It's a nice. trampoline park. So oh, it kind of cool. gives me just a little flexibility to, to go jump, to go to school, to go to the weight park. But in the summer times, yeah, I definitely work out there most of, the, most of the time doing summer camps and stuff like that. Very nice. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about riding at BWC. What's your favorite features? What, I mean, just tell us kind of from your point of view, you're out there, you're riding. What are we seeing? What's the best? You know, I just want to hear that. So first thing you pull in and there's dogs everywhere, which is sick. I mean, the, <laughs> that sounds the dogs like my dream. Just, <laughs> it is so sick. I mean, all the dogs out there just make it so much fun and they're the friendliest dogs and it's, it's just nice. It's like therapy. You know, you go out there and just Wait. the dogs run up and you're like, Hey it. Penny, oh, everybody. But, and then after you get there, you know, it's so sick because there's a skate park right there by the cable so you can warm up get your legs get your legs moving and then um it's just beautiful you're out right by the highway so everybody's driving by seeing the park yeah. you're out in the middle of these beautiful fields with uh oak, like live oaks so they're like naturally or they're protected by the government so they're super historical trees they're like hundreds of years old oh, it's cool. just it's so sick they create a lot of shade and stuff and then yeah, I mean, the park, I think it pretty much speaks for itself. It's like <laughs> the coolest rails for sure. You got not just plastic. You don't have just flat rails. You got pipes, you got metal, you got wood. I mean, tricks, everything, anything you could possibly, grass, you can ride anything there. Also, um, some of the rails like the L rail, the bobber, the pool gap. I mean, it's all just next level rails and features and I believe it was actually the first ever cable, full-size cable with a land gap built into it. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, they have a bunch of firsts out there for sure. Like, you know, I love it. innovation. 
I love it. So the question comes to my mind then, and I think I know the answer. Is it the best cable park ever? In my opinion, it is. It's just home. <laughs> but I love that. I've definitely been to some others where I think I could live there as well. You know, some of the oh, Germany yeah. parts are so sick. They have in Germany, they have all the nice restaurants and everything right at the cable. So it's a different vibe. But as far as totally. wakeboarding, yeah, Valdos is the sickest. It's the place. I like it. And what, in your opinion, what makes a cable park unique or stand out from others to you? Just the fact that so many people live out there and work out there. It's, I mean, you can pull up to the park at 8.30 and you can pretty much count that there's some homies hanging out by the fire. You know, I mean, there's never a dull moment out there. And we just added a disc golf course now. So it's so much fun. Like we'll ride all day. And then when the cable closes and during the sunset, you know, all the homies get together, grab a few beers and just go walk around the lake and play disc golf. So that's nice. been super fun lately. Very nice. I remember I talked to Wes a little bit about the disc golf stuff and is he the best disc golfer ever? Or? Dude, he's insane. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going like, to say no there when you start shaking your head. It's, it's messed up how good he is. Like you wouldn't believe it you play disc golf and it's it's so much so many variables you got dry I mean you got to know he knows all about the disc so he can tell you oh that's an overstable disc or <laughs> understable or and he knows all the shots and, and he made the course really cool so I think it's a good reflection of his style and yeah he's just the best it's insane <laughs> Okay, well, shout out Wes for being the ultimate for disc real golfer. <laughs> best disc golfer ever. I love it. All right, moving forward a little bit, we are going to talk about your pro model with slingshots. Okay. The uh, Bearden 152. That's Let's right. Let's hear about it. I just, I kind of want to hear the story from beginning to where we are now. So if you want to tell us, that'd be great. Yeah, so honestly, whenever it came to be, I had no idea about it. It was a complete surprise to me, which oh I think gosh. made it super special because yeah. I feel like traditionally in wakeboarding, you know, the riders know like a year or so before their board comes out, mm -hmm. they have input on like the board and the graphic and stuff. But for me, it was just a complete surprise. You were the in the dark the whole the time? The whole time. The whole oh time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All my homies like Wes and Quinn, they were keeping me in the dark and they did such a good job about it because... I mean, there were a few slip ups. Like there was one time I was in in Florida riding with the zoo pack, and I think they even knew about it too. And they had mentioned something about, yeah, I rode your board next year, or, or I rode your board at sick, or I saw your board, and I was like confused. I was like, oh, they must be talking about the terrain, just because I'd always ridden the yeah. terrain and stuff. And for a few years, I did the product shoots and videos with the terrain, so I just assumed like, oh, sick, yeah, the terrain, sick, nice, but. <laughs> It all happened one day we were, so Quinn's dog, back to the dogs, he has his dog Brock, which is now 14 or 15, which is oh crazy, <laughs> yeah. but we were celebrating his 13th birthday is what I thought. So I we were going to all have, have like a grill out at the park and stuff. And yeah, we, we were out there getting everything set up. And then all of a sudden, like Quinn walks around the corner with this cake and it says pro is, well, it the lady apparently wouldn't write fuck so she wrote like 
throw as F and then like the the little asterisks out beside it but oh my I was so confused I looked at it and then all of a sudden I didn't know my dad was here like my dad came down from Eastman which is like two hours oh. away and so it was a big surprise it was like super special and stuff and yeah the, the reason that the board was similar to this old Stacy Peralta graphics like the skull the skull graphics on the Stacy Peralta boards yeah. power Peralta boards they always said I look like Stacy Peralta <laughs> And so I guess that's that's where Wes got the inspiration to draw that graphic. And I loved it, you know, for not having any say of the board and stuff. It was just so perfect. And I loved it. So oh it was gosh. honestly the sickest thing. It was the sickest day of my life. That's so wild. I have never heard of someone having literally no idea that they have a pro model. Board. It was it was so cool. Like it's honestly special that they did that for me you know that is yeah that is way way rad back to the whole family thing and just the vibe you guys have that is so cool so so cool do you guys normally throw big dog birthday parties well not necessarily <laughs> I mean we definitely treat the dogs pretty much like humans you know they all have their own personality but oh, Brock is just if you've been to the compound you know Brock he's just okay. you he's just the best dog ever and <laughs> no no one expected Brock to be 13 you know he's no. like a pit bull and I don't I mean I don't know what the the whole age thing is but 13 was a pretty big That's age old. so we're like yo let's throw Brock a party and I guess I am kind of gullible or or blonde or something so mm. I might <laughs> it, it didn't seem weird to me I was like yeah let's bring out the cake and stuff but Oh now gosh. looking back on it I probably should have seen it coming Picked up on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny so you rode the train for you know however long and then you get this pro model what is what kind of sets your what's the difference between the two like in your board versus the train so right now the there's actually not that much difference there's going to be in the future though so i'll give Ooh. you a sneak peek that love it. the beard <laughs> is up for some changes in the future so nice. stay tuned for that i've actually Got been it. riding the prototype recently actually oh i wrote it just right before this call i had a nice. and it was so much fun like Good. the new board is so sick so stay tuned for 2023 guys it's gonna be crazy. very <laughs> exciting very exciting so it's safe to say you're involved in in this evolution of the <laughs> yeah so now I kind of have a little say so and and what's going forward in the future so super very sick nice. that they were down to work with me like that and yeah, totally. yeah, slingshot they've taken really good care of me so they're oh you cut out again Oh, oh, yeah. I was just saying that, yeah, Slingshot, they're, the, they're just the best, you know, Slingshot's always looked out for me. So. Okay, we want to talk about the graphic on the board. You said Wes was heavily involved with that kind of, you know, I guess if you weren't totally involved with the process, maybe we should just touch on like, how he does the graphic for, you know, the boards and stuff. What's that like? You know, how, what's his setup look like? What's he doing? I just, I'd love some insider info on that. So whenever Wes is doing the graphics, you basically just don't see Wes for a month or two. He <laughs> just hibernates in his camper. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll knock on his door and he's just sitting back in his recliner. He has his phone playing disc golf. He's watching disc golf tournaments and he's just sitting there on his iPad, just whittling away. 
I love it. And it's actually pretty sick. The So this 2022 board, the Slingshot uh, Beard with the Alien, um, me and him got to work on that graphic together, and it was the easiest thing ever. I literally told him one time. He asked me, he's like, yo, what, you got any ideas for your board for 2022? And I was like, I kind of would like to have an alien that looks like me and well, that's yeah. that's all I had to say <laughs> he showed me the board and I was like dude don't change a thing it's perfect so he definitely has all the creativity and the touch for making it look perfect totally well it looks exactly I mean it is a mirror image of you <laughs> it is pretty funny yeah we had a lot of fun doing the product video with it um Stefan Stefan Vollard had ordered an alien mask for me to wear. And yeah. whenever I put on the alien mask, the hat, I mean, we were, we were twins. So it was we'll sick. Throw, we'll throw a picture of it in the video here, but do you even have a mirror like where you live? Do you even need one? You can just look at your board. You know exactly what you look like. Pretty much. As long <laughs> as I throw on my hat, it's good. To, I'm good to go. Your hat, yes, I have a question about that. Not, I'm not ready to ask it yet, but I do have a question about your hat. <laughs> All right, that's good. We're gonna that's get. Good. That's a great segue into this topic. We're gonna talk about your style. You've got a very unique sense of style, and I absolutely love it. I think it's a, you know, it sets you apart. It shows off, you know, your creative tendencies. What inspires your style? So. I would say skateboarding inspires a lot of my style. I always have been in love with skateboarding. And I'm like, if Wes is watching disc golf, I'm watching skateboard videos. That's all. I've watched so many skateboard videos. Every <laughs> Any new video comes out, I'm watching it. And I don't know. It's just the, the cool freedom, finding cool spots. You know, there's nothing really that there's no limits to skateboarding. You can just interpret it as whatever you want. So that's kind of how I like, you know, some of the skateboarders that aren't just hitting big stairs, you got the creative guys that are flipping their boards in weird ways or riding. I, I think that's where I get the influence for like doing some one footers like the Ollie Norths and totally. even like the MJs, you know how the freestyle skateboarders will pop their boards up in the mm -hmm. primo and do all the, the weird things. It's just, there's no rules when you're riding. Just, do whatever you feel like doing and for me it's just like self-expression and kind of therapeutic just to get out there and just not think like most of the times when I'm riding I can't even tell you like what tricks I did the lap before <laughs> I'm just so dazed out nothing's going on sometimes I'll get hyped and start singing to myself like I'll just be singing and cruising and stuff like I don't I know love it. <laughs> it's, it's the best I love it. Well, you know, while we're on the topic of style, not only writing style, but also like your style, I want to talk about, I, I touched on this in my interview with Trevor Maurer about street clothes when you're riding, when you're wakeboarding, because some people yeah. are totally against it and some people are totally for it. And I would love to know kind of your opinion on wearing street clothes when you ride, whether you're getting a winch spot, you're at the cable, you know, why are you pro- pro street clothes so honestly i mostly wear the street clothes just over my wetsuit just because i don't know i have like pretty scrawny legs and just the <laughs> wetsuit just it just looks weird so throw on some baggy sweatpants and you're like it just looks more normal for me okay, also i think it. that a lot of like a lot of the 
influence in skateboarding is the freedom to just wear whatever and you know you got all the skaters that have the super skinny jeans and like leather jackets spiky hair but you also have like the dudes (laughs) that are wearing super baggy pants and triple x to large (laughs) shirts and stuff and that's kind of where I get my influence from I just go to Goodwill and find some cheap pants and just go shred in them (laughs) I love it Goodwill's freaking gold mine they have so much good stuff it's the best it's the best (laughs) so when you I when I talk to Trevor I want to I want to get your opinion on this specific one when I talk to Trevor he said a lot of the times if you're in street clothes when you're hitting a winch spot the cops if they do show up don't bug you because you look like you blend in have you ever had an encounter with the police Yes, multiple. Actually, I'm <laughs> almost going to jail for sure. I thought oh it was going to be so sick because I was going to get arrested in my space, my booties. And I was like, dude, this would be so sick. But thankfully, we didn't get arrested. Yes, true. Um, thankfully. <laughs> but yeah, it was um definitely had a lot of encounters with cops, some cool cops, some crazy cops. and But actually, I do think that clothes have saved me one time because I, I do remember walking the rope back out a cop drove down the road and I just kind of dropped the board and handle and just like kept walking normally and I don't think he got that suspicious he just was like oh there's a dude walking over there by that stream like (laughs) but yeah the clothes definitely I guess do make you a little more inconspicuous totally totally I like it that's a good point by Trevor though you know he's he's definitely got a method for his madness so that's pretty (laughs) cool for me, it's just like, ah, I don't want to show my scrawny legs in the wet seat. I'll put on some baggy pants. <laughs> I love that you're so honest about it, too. That is so funny. <sighs> okay. This is my big question about your hat. I feel like it is a part of you because I have never seen you without that red hat on. It's definitely a part of me. And it's kind of sick. Like, at first, I just liked the hat because it was really comfortable, and I always had a problem with my nose getting super sunburned, and okay. I had, like, doctors telling me, like, yo, you gotta do something because you're always out in the sun, and I'm never the kind of guy that thinks about putting on sunscreen, so I was like, it all worked out because the yard sale three, it, it ended up being the yard sale that I, I won best overall at. Yeah. The STZ was there and he was like, hey, dude, I got you some shirts and a hat if you want it. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm down for some new clothes. It's been a minute. I don't have any fresh STZ gear. And he gave me the hat and I just kind of wore it around the yard sale that weekend. And then just it became part of my everyday outfit. And now it's like so sick because at the trampoline park where I work at, everybody knows me even if they've just been in there one time the kids are like hey what's up dude like I remember you yeah or you know at the the cable park it's super easy if I go to a new place like people look over and they're like hey there's cross he has you know that's there's no question about is that is that cross or it's just like yo for sure I'm the dude with long hair and the red bucket hat (laughs) (laughs) do you ever go anywhere without it or do you always wear it um there are some days that I just throw up like a man bun or something, but it's pretty rarely. Like if I'm going <laughs> out of town or pretty much anywhere, I'm going to throw on the hat. But like there are some times whenever you go into like a banquet or have to do like a presentation or like a job interview. Yeah, I just got to throw <laughs> back the man bun and look professional. But 
I feel like it's definitely not intentionally, but definitely become like a part of my (laughs) identity. It's weird. There's been a few times where I've lost the hat for a little bit and I was like freaking out. I was like, dude, (laughs) I need that hat. (laughs) Can't go on without it. No, but it's just kind of like a special thing for me because it takes me back like the yard sale. That was like the sickest experience for me. Like it was my first ever real contest win and big deal for me. And like it just it's just like a it's just a good reminder, I guess. It's just good vibe hat. Good vibe. And I'm always repping STZ too, so that's sick. Shout out those guys. Love it. Love it. If you I'll ask this. If you left on a road trip and how far into the drive would you have to be to not turn around and go get it if you forgot it hmm that's <laughs> a good question but it's a trick question because I wouldn't forget it would I would already it. have it on like I, I literally like wake up eat breakfast brush my teeth and then it's like put the hat on so I, I barely leave the house without it <laughs> I love it oh my gosh that is so funny <laughs> it is oh. weird like my mom, my mom always stays on me. She's like, you got to keep that hat clean. Like every time I, every time I go back home, my mom's like making me wash the hat and stuff. Cause she's like, you wear that all the time. I think it's got to be gross. <laughs> it's your good luck charm. It brings For good sure. vibes. You got to have it. For sure. And it, it's honestly been sick because it, so many people are able to recognize me. It's kind of like, it keeps me on, it keeps me on my good behavior if I'm out in public, you know, cause <laughs> I'm easily recognizable. Like if I go out to the bar and act stupid, it's like the next time I go, everybody's going to remember. I got to stay, I, you know, I got to keep my good reputation up when I'm wearing the hat. So I love that. if you ever I see me that. acting crazy with it, you know, you got to say something like, Hey, chill out, chill out. Chill. <laughs> Everyone yeah. knows who you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to do a little looking to the future. Um, what are you most looking forward to this coming season? This coming season, I'm looking forward to releasing a video part that I've been filming over the winter, and I'm continuing filming. I think it's going to release probably in the first few weeks of the summer. Very nice. So it's going to be pretty hype. I'm just excited because it's a lot of winching and park riding and just I'm trying to get creative with some setups and just do some do some weird things, you know, typical I space model activity. I love it. Well, stay tuned for that for sure. I look forward to seeing it. And then I want to kind of cap off this awesome interview with what are two of your goals for the next year, for 2022, both personal and weight, one of each. So personal goal is to finish school strong and graduate in May. That would be super sick if I could Very get nice. that done. Yeah. Also for Wake, I would say that I've always wanted to shoot and try and get a cover shot. That's just like I feel like a a goal of anybody that gets into an action sport is totally. getting a cover shot like really defined you as it's it's like um a time capsule almost like it's just totally. a piece of history and it reminds you of about a certain time or the certain trip or the certain spot you were hitting so that would definitely be sick to get a cover shot i'm not too sure if they still are doing many print mags so we'll see how that goes but maybe one day 
that it'll all work out and there'll be a cover shot. That would be like a dream come true as a, as like a child of mine. Like since I've been a child, I've always looked at the magazines and totally thought, you know, you get so much inspiration from cover shots and they're really, some are really creative. And I think that we have the potential between like photographers and the setups and stuff that the space mob can come up with. Hopefully it'll work out one day. Very nice. Well, I think it'll happen for you. And I, I know in time it will come. So we are looking forward to see what you uh, do in the next year, that video coming out and, and hopefully a cover shot. So thank you very much for sharing everything with us today. It was awesome to talk to you, to get to know you and to just hear more about you. Thank you. Yeah, it was nice talking to you too. I had a great time and thanks for thinking of me. It was pretty sick. This is actually the first like I don't know if you call it like a podcast or something like that, but this is my first time doing anything like this. So it's pretty sweet. I was a little nervous. <laughs> no, there's nothing to be nervous about. We're chill over here. It's wakeboarding, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's what Quinn and Wes were telling me. They're like, dude, just talk. It's not that big of a deal. But <laughs> Yeah, it's chill vibes. So nothing to worry about there. Well, I'm stoked you did it. I'm stoked that, you know, this is going to come out soon and we can put it out there and, and get the hype started for 2022. Uh, Thank you so, so much again. And I guess we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Yeah, let's stay in touch. But thanks awesome. for having me. And it was a sick chance. So, space okay. mob. Out. Later, Cross. <laughs> Bye. Later.